0: legendary Lou Gellerman hello dog fans and welcome to the sound the siren podcast because everything matters including pen for Heisman part two the real shit happening in 2023 at Husky Stadium I am your host hooligan seven I am joined tonight by J cap hood Husky and the darker night uh tonight uh otherwise known as remember the Alamo and uh I'd rather not remember the Alamo that we played in uh 11 years ago but here's hoping we all can savor this one. How how are you gentlemen doing tonight? Doing good, doing good. Doing well, doing, doing real well. good.
1: Big chilling, big chilling. Shit it maybe it may be like the Alamo, you never know. We
0: just going to be on the record. Uh hey. I will like I mean granted we the offense is the strength of our team and the defense is, has shown a lot um if we give up over 700 yards in another Alamo Bowl, uh, I am going to lose my ever-loving mind. <laughs> oh. Especially if we give up a 700 yards to Sark. <laughs> that Bijon-less Sark. Yeah, it, yeah,
2: maybe Rashawnless, Wor- Maybe um, Xavier Worthy-less. Uh-huh um if all three of those guys don't play them, we don't mop them
3: i mean Bruh. and they, uh, i mean two freshmen <laughs> tackles starting quinzears yeah I don't, are we sure are Quinn we sure Seward. we know who starts for us
2: at what position are we talking i mean about? anywhere
1: like has anybody announced that they're playing or not playing
2: well, oh, I, I, like
1: I mean, as as I,
0: I mean, I think it's a pretty safe assumption if Mike Penix because he's coming back to <laughs>
3: that Mike's yeah. gonna okay, be under that's, center, that's Mike's plan for that's sure. or Mike's
2: plan. If Mike's, well, hmm, I does. guess
3: I gotta play.
2: <laughs> yeah, they got to all ball over play.
3: all the advertisements for the bowl game. I think the questions
0: outstanding are probably Rome and
2: Braylon are probably the biggest two. Then you're also wondering if Troy is going to declare or not, and if he does, will he play?
1: I think yeah. Troy's good. I think Asa...
3: I think, I think Troy Asa plays. more
1: than
2: Troy is probably... Yeah, that's need. a good point.
3: I agree. Yeah, do you, do you say skip the bowl game, just start prepping, or do you say one last hurrah?
2: And, and even Alex good. I have PTSD.
0: Well, some yeah. of them are more it's like, hey, we're going to skip the bowl game and portal out. Not...
2: Yeah, I have PTSD about... Uh safety skipping bowl games so we'll uh, talk about that i think in this case you know with 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 all the
1: things lacking on maybe texas side, that this would be you know if ac yeah. and if ac and asa decided to take a you know go train for the draft like this might not be a bad game
3: for esteem to get some i don't see ac missing this i game. don't, don't know
1: personality that. and stuff
3: like that no, you miss, yeah, yeah just because of how last year went too. Like, I don't see you just, all right, you you work your butt off all year to get to this point, and all of a sudden you're like, yep. yeah, I'm just going. I think, team, I think the whole team. I think the whole team also. To be honest, though. I'm expecting yeah, everybody to break, but these are just
0: hypotheticals, I guess. And I, and I wouldn't say for a couple of the, like, while we're well on the topic, and we haven't even gotten to beverages of choice for the evening, but I would not blame if. If Braylon and Rome decided, hey, I'm headed to the league, like it's a business. I mean, like it's a business decision that, like, in the new era of college football where it's about getting paid, I can't really like. It's a when it's when you don't make the Rose Bowl and it's a yes, it's the best of the second tier or one of the better second tier bowl games, but it's not like playing on New Year's Day. Can't really fault it. A player for for choosing to you know not run the risk of a- and potentially impacting um, the long term financial picture. But beverages of choice uh, for the evening, uh, Hood Husky. We'll go ahead and start with you, Bud. What do you got?
1: Oh Lord, have mercy! Um, you know, I got I got my water here. You know, for show next to me. Um, but then, you know, once again, I'm a little bit of a cheapskate. Grab something last minute. Um, I got a, a nice little hazy IPA. Uh, the Voodoo Ranger. So, something, nice. something, being a little cheap skate, you know what I'm saying? <laughs>
3: it's
2: not being cheap. I, a good IPA I'm is a good so IPA. You can bad bad get them at multiple price points. Hey, Voodoo Ranger is good too. Though. It's not at all. Stop. <laughs> <laughs> Stop lying.
1: I'm struggling over here, okay? I, that's why I got the water too. I'm chasing it with water.
3: All right, Darker Night, how about you? What do you got? Man, I got me a nice spice uh, cider with a cinnamon stick and nice. my right ass some water. Nice.
2: J-Cat? Uh, I'm on a Red Hook uh, Big Ballad
0: Hazy IPA. Nice, nice. And uh, uh, just to warm things up, because it is colder than crap at my house and in, out in the mountains, um, I had a very... And in honor of uh, our returning quarterback... And the way he throws passes, I've got a hey. bullet bourbon, uh, just a small taste of, of bullet bourbon. Um, but the main beverage is a uh, Rubens Brews Imperial Ruben Claws, Imperial Reuben Claws, which is a porter with cacao nibs and peppermint. Um, you got and an once again, I didn't know... say, say
1: that one more time for the people. One more time.
0: Rubens Brews Imperial Reuben Claws Porter with cacao nibs and peppermint. Uh,
2: this dude got the craziest beer taste I've ever seen in my life.
0: Festive, uh, uh, it, and, and shouts to myself uh, once again. Not uh, not checking the ABV. <laughs> what <is> the ABV <laughs> we're, 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 we're coming shouldn't. in at a solid nine. This room is Again, go. in honor of our, our returning quarterback, we've got a, a number nine. I walk <laughs> in and I turn up. <laughs> Uh, I think this is going to be an extensive segment this week, but uh, let's move oh right my. on to uh, I know where we're Stupid going. Tweets. Uh, J-Cap, uh, I- I'm going to let you uh, have the honors. Or not you let know. you have the honors, but you've got the honors. Or take it.
2: Yeah, so, I mean, I don't like to shit on Huskies in this segment, but Uh-oh. our guy, Mike Martin, Bad somebody got to take that dude. Somebody got to take that dude's Twitter account away for at least a little bit. Elon, if you're listening, please suspend, homie, for a little bit. Um, (laughs) Out of pocket. (laughs) Dude, this guy retweeted Super West Sports saying something about the Stanford uh, head coach search. And this morning at 11.33, mind you, Jason Garrett tweeted yesterday that he was not going to be taking the Stanford job tweeted, I'm hearing a former Dallas head coach. To and and yet yeah, that was not tweeted. his worst tweet of the day. <laughs> that was not his worst tweet of the day, but that was the first one. But I I had to quote tweet him and just say if if Internet Explorer was a person, like dude is so <laughs> late. It took him so long. I literally um, if I
0: had, I that was literally a spit take tweet for me. Like I oh I I just about died. It was when so you, bad. At your comment, not oh Yeah, at, yeah. yeah. his was bad, but your <laughs> i.e., just about before. Internet
2: Explorer was a person. No, his worst tweet of the day was uh, the retweet of uh, the news about Ken Griffey Jr. I'm trying to find that one too. Um, but uh, he tweeted at Zakari Spears, and Zachary replied with a question mark. And then Mike replied again with, "I was trying to give your, or trying to show your dad the info about the HSBC, <laughs> um, which the is a British multinational bank." Mike, <laughs> I don't know if you're here listening to this, but it's HBCU. That's the acronym you're looking the for, sir. The
1: Sons of Brothers it's Incorporated. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I, I mean, I, I got to give him credit. At least
0: he he did tag a Spears that's associated with he with i'm 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 surprised he didn't tag Brittany on that shit.
3: <laughs> <laughs> on <the> HSBc. <laughs> I,
2: I, I will give him a little bit of credit. He did have a sense of humor about an, another tweet of his today. Um. <laughs> So he he tweeted again, watch this space, huge week coming up, to which I quote quote tweeted again in reference to the previous tweet earlier today that uh, Mike just got the news that Caleb Presley's taking an official visit to Washington. Um, (laughs) Oh!
0: When uh, when we call out Huskies on the segment for the most part, with the exception of Dogman 67, Huskies uh, fan nineteen, it, it's all in good fun. It's
2: in good fun. Uh, there are very few UW. Mike needs to hire a social
0: media manager.
2: Oh my god. Uh, he- uh, <laughs> anyway. <laughs> um but yeah, he had a good sense of humor about it. I tweeted that and he said, Haha, good one. So he at least can laugh at himself a little bit. It it's it's all in good fun. <laughs> I, I joke on you but but uh, we got love Absolutely. for you even though you were. this all. Yeah. yeah. A little I mean, wild, he was trying to tag his dad
3: life. in the HSBC. It's okay. It's, <laughs> it's, all, it's <laughs> all good. It's
1: all love, Mike. <laughs> oh
0: man, uh, hood, you got one? Uh yeah,
1: <laughs> I stumbled upon one. Uh it's from um, at Matt DeBlossy. Um
2: Oh, Oh, here we We, go. He reads, All you
1: morons can hate all you want. When Oregon wins a national championship by 2023 with Dan Landing as HC, we'll see you then. You know, um,
0: I think... uh, I think... They're right on the path to that national championship caliber defense down there. Oh,
1: my goodness gracious. Jesus,
0: fuck.
1: I think right now is just terrible timing. I think you would probably want to beat your in-state rival um conquer the northwest before you start talking about
0: not blow a 21 point lead and ha- by when the opponent's not even throwing the ball or, on
1: you or lose by 46 to actual national championship caliber teams Dude, um so um, that's one thing but
2: uh yeah i'm low key mad at Wazoo for blowing that game against oregon cuz we could have won the northwest cup gone undefeated and they would have lost to all the northwest mm-hmm. teams Oh, thank we would you have won the Northwest Championship, win. and
0: they would have won the the Northwest Toilet, oh my which resembles their logo in their stadium. Oh my goodness, it's a nice little toilet seat. I seen it at Target. Um, darker night. How about you? You got you got any?
3: None on my end. I'm sitting here still laughing at y'all, man. All right,
0: we we've, we've got a number of them, th- thanks to. Uh, 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 generic at generic husky fan uh, day since you owed uh, a number of them from the the ducks uh, from from their Twitter fan base, including um, getting close to to Ryan Chill territory uh, at Eric uh, underscore Staminus, uh, who on oh. October second said, "I think it's fair to say the Huskies will finish five and seven based on their remaining schedule, one more win against Arizona at home." Uh, we have uh, Huskies lose to teams like uh, we have Webfoot Charlie you. Huskies lose to teams like ASU. You get lucky once in a while. The peasants are gathering. Enjoy watching this Oregon team in the Rose Bowl. Uh, yeah, not so much. Uh, our buddy. Uh, set up. The wrong flower. Right. Uh, <laughs> at, at, at Desert Duck 89. Yeah, can't wait to see what that G5 coaching staff will do at UW. I know it hurts, but you'll continue to lose to Oregon and will most likely go for an eighth this year and lose to Portland State. Evidently, the University of Oregon is rebranding to Portland State. <laughs> Nah. they both were green oh, oh. Um, uh, also you know of course uh, we've talked about this one before uh, at Jay hopkins SD Oregon fans e- quote unquote fans easily forgetting Chip Kelly's debut game and this is easily three times any team Chris Peterson put together that aged well Um. <laughs> um uh, and then a couple more just for for bonus uh give me one second to find them uh 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 oh uh another one from eric stamina the ncaa portal is garbage that's the tweet ruined true college football and college slash team unity oh you're you a little upset with the shoes on on the other foot Uh and cry 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 Um, Uh, a couple other
2: husky fan is but eric stamina still owes a dog fan a hundred dollars he put it yep. out on oh Twitter that's big facts yeah and still has not yep. paid that year. man
1: his change
0: big dog come on and, and two final ones from other discussions this week we've got one from at j underscore cap amazing and you know, oatmeal cookies should not be next to
2: each other ever
1: oh so, I will so die on this quit, hill though. fuck oatmeal
2: cookies <laughs> fuck oatmeal cookies forever <laughs> um, oatmeal raisin cookies mean you live in a retirement home <laughs> fuck that <laughs> Hell no. And then Get out of here. Hey, followed up by
0: still like uh, at D U M. O D U M. There is absolutely no way anyone can justify putting a raisin in a cookie and think that it may taste that it hey, yes. tastes better.
2: DJ, just like your taste, on, taste uh, on IPAs,
0: DJ. DJ, you're wrong.
2: No, DJ's takes on beer are bad. DJ's takes on cookies or takes on cookies are good. Ooh, again, you like yes, raisins and love, cookies, right? Love that.
1: Oh, man, raisins, yeah, up good. there. Come on just not in potatoes. I'm about to log raisin. off this just, podcast right now fuck all
3: y'all. <laughs> you ain't had a Again, good cookie then. yeah not in just a not in the potato, potato salad, salad and... I'm not saying go to the store and get one out the package I'm just gonna get a fresh oatmeal come raisin
2: come on I'll take a fresh oatmeal raisin cookie and put it we're right not talking in about spunk wires garbage line <laughs> bag. he
3: said take that cookie shove it sideways
0: shake <laughs> <it,"> out know. <laughs> John oh. Dwayne Johnson <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh,
0: my. oh, Oh no.
1: I like oatmeal cookies, okay?
0: Yeah. Take it. Take it. Um, well, let, let's move on to an actual substantive Husky
2: <laughs> non-food fight
0: discussion. Um, but uh, I think the biggest news that we got to talk about uh, is the uh, announced return uh, of uh, the quarterback, Michael Penix, coming back for another season on Montlake. Um.
2: This is indescribably huge. That's all I'm talking about. The the impact of the announcement. Can we talk about the method of the announcement? Amazing to make the video in secret, surprise the team after the banquet, and almost the most important part is to do the announcement while wearing a retro Sonics hat. That's my goat quarterback forever. I don't care what anybody else says. Cultural ones. Oh,
3: so the statue is going to be right here. <laughs> yeah. That's, my, right, next that's
2: to <laughs> right next to Don. James. Right.
1: <laughs> I agree. I think I think it's big time. Obviously, um, and, and big time more so in attracting uh, high end talent, you know, to our university. I think um, we're really excited to finally be a part of this. Uh, you know, we see big time talented guys balling out all over the country. Um, individual players, not as a team. You know, winning ten and two. But it's always fun to kind of have a player or two or three or five, you know, really, really balling out and dominating their position. And I think those types of athletes, you know, um, will be attracted to, you know, a Michael Penix, you know. So I I think that's the biggest thing uh, for me and how it resonates amongst, you know, know, CFB media and then also, you know, with this transfer portal and, you know, acquiring talent. So I think that's the biggest thing for me.
3: Oh, yeah, I think it's a game changer. I mean. You're talking about your, I mean, what would have been your biggest hole going into the offseason filled with, you know, arguably a top, you know, five, a top ten player in the country coming back announcing. He should have been so. in
0: New York for the Heisman. Trip. Oh, I'm not yeah, saying he necessarily biggest, should no. have won easy, this year.
3: Easy. Absolutely. But Could he have you should have, have been a final. Dennis, I mean, yeah, I the, I, get am I' like on that. But yeah, no, he's going to attract both offense and defensive talent that's going to want to play and help and help win, knowing that that side of the ball is covered. Um, so I think we're going to see a nice little influx of visits and talent coming in from the portal. I'm I'm actually looking looking real forward to that, and I'm hoping that yep. helps some guys on this team that are uh, you know have decisions to make as well and want to come yep. back for one last ride as well.
2: Yep. Yeah, I agree with that, hundred percent. Uh, I think that his return bodes well for us in talent acquisition for portal guys this year uh, on the offensive side. But then also uh, when you listen to guys like Ryan Grubb or uh, Kalen DeBoer talk about him, the way that he prepares, the way that he plays uh, in practice, and the way that he is in the meeting rooms and all that kind of stuff, him being around um, the younger guys that are coming in so it'll, I think that it'll attract a lot of talent in the portal and it'll benefit the high school talent in the 2023 classes coming in as well. So his, his, uh, return is, is huge for both the 2023 team and teams moving forward for especially a guy like a quarterback that we are recruiting right now that is currently committed to us that we are trying to uh, keep from going to another school, uh, Mm-hmm. him getting to sit behind panics for a year would be mm-hmm. huge.
3: I think, uh, and the knowledge to to, to, like, Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, and I
0: was going to say and the knowledge here that he can do, you know, under legal parameters, you know, as he departs after next season, as EJ comes in and I don't know if EJ's planning to early enroll, but you know, for a while and you know, um, well, and Mike works with Lavelle, doesn't he? in terms of the uh-huh. quarterback coaching and so he's he's probably still going to be here for his draft prep at that point he can have conversations or you know EJ could call him up and say hey you know what knowledge can you share I mean obviously I'm not advocating we do anything that's against the rules but those conversations can happen and just the the type of leadership and and the, like I think that the the videos that you've seen of him and um, I think it was Jalen in one of the videos. I think after the Apple Cup was like, he's I think a huge <laughs> when you have, I, I think ahead. a huge piece of and, and, a huge piece
1: of this too is also um, getting the casual fan or casual alumni who has money um, but really wasn't a huge Husky fan or was hesitant to invest. I think you now have a player you can invest in and you're confident in to get your feet wet in NIL, you know, to realize, like, Mm -hmm. you know, one thing we were not doing for a while, which we felt like we should have been doing is paying for high-level recruits and all that kind of stuff and and not saying that that's what we're going to do moving forward, but um, there was some hesitancy because it's like, you know, the business elements of it. Like, am I going to invest in a player who's never played before or – Um, Am I going to invest in a portal transfer or an incumbent starter, those types of things. And I think the situation kind of gets us comfortable and our big donors comfortable with a specific style or just comfortable spending money in general and the casual fan spending money just casually, you know, and whether that's, uh, you know, tens of dollars or hundreds of dollars, it's getting people involved. And Michael Penix is a face and a name with him coming back that kind of like is going to naturally get people involved. So, Yep. I feel like that's really, really cool. Kind of moving forward, we get to see those big dollars kind of manipulate and work.
0: Darker Knight, you you had something you were gonna say. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to. Yeah, you. I
3: was gonna say it's something uh, Hood uh, would talk about. Uh, you know, we would talk and you know, be you know, on the podcast as well. But uh, having an offensive superstar to rally around as a community is something we haven't seen since Reggie. That is like, Mm -hmm. you know, nationally known as a guy that's a a game changer. Um, So I think that's huge. Uh, I think that presents a lot of NIO opportunities coming up for guys who are on the team, incoming guys, um, looking to partner with the Huskies, Um, maybe even other companies looking to invest uh, based on the national, you know, spotlight we have. I mean, going into next year, you got to think we're going to be likely, you know, we do well this offseason, you're going to be likely a top 10 team. Um, coming into the year, and so, you know, we're going to be the, you know, hunted instead of the hunters, but, you know, we welcome all that because, you know, we got all the pieces, so um, it's going to be a different vibe, and I think just having that guy, you know, the main guy you need on a team and having him come back, you can see the momentum, what it did for us early in the year, teams like Tennessee, USC, Um, once you have that guy in the pocket, it's a game changer, for sure. Yeah,
0: and the, and I think Hood, you made a, a great point as well. Is it's a, it's also not only like in terms of NIL, it's not only a talent acquisition strategy. It's clearly it's also a talent retention strategy, mm-hmm. and it's almost like to some extent, like there, there's some, some parallels to corporate America that you come in and prove it and increase your "quote unquote" salary because mm-hmm. you can actively see that you know how aggressive
1: we are in the portal. You have to assume that there are some there's some incentivization conversation you know what
0: i mean yep and uh, well and i don't think it's an accident that montlake futures this week that uh montlake futures is now a recognized 501c3 from microsoft employees to uh, have matching contributions yep. made to which is crazy uh and speaking of a, a whole host of stupid tweets from duck fans uh shouts to all y'all who didn't think that that was gonna play at all in UW's favor. the corporate and technology and business and economic power of the city of seattle yeah i mean they
1: weren't starting (laughs) off you know as fans they were looking at it as a business investment and then once it became something that was worthy of investment then it was going to come with the full force and i think the city felt that i think jen felt that i think you know klikov obviously probably had a message resonate amongst them and was like hey y'all need to invest a little bit more deeply in the you know, football are these uh, revenue generating sports. And I feel like uh, a lot, not just UW, but a lot of conferences, or sorry, a lot of the uh, teams in the conference really are putting their foot down in regards to
0: investment um, in football and basketball. Mm-hmm. So definitely. I mean, it would be nice if the conference, you know, recognized that or did a little bit more to promote one of its leading brands that's as of yet not announced to be leaving as opposed to continuing to hype the
2: girl that left with a different now. date about an hour and a half ago as of now that's the the
3: operating phrase there seriously <laughs> there was a i don't know if you guys read that quote uh that an anonymous coach had a, a mike pennix when they were saying there's two different type of guys uh you know you heard that saying about a thermometer and a thermostat saying where a thermometer you know it tells you the temperature in the room he's more of a thermostat where he regulates the temperature in the room that's that, fire! That's yeah. a, that a huge compliment. Awesome. That's fire. I think he's that type of guy too, man. And I think uh,
1: just the locker room and the belief in um, the belief in the team. You know, when you have a guy like that to rally around, um, and also what's really really cool is, you know, we show a lot of love to you know, local high school athletes, um, local um, athletes who've had careers um, retired, and their coaches in the area, or you know, they give back in the area. Um, but having a guy that's not from Washington. Um, be embraced and embrace, you know, his personal resurgence with this program mm-hmm. is crazy. You know, I don't, when's the last time we've seen that? Somebody from um, that, we, like, that's like Jake Locker vibes and he's from here, you know.
3: You would have swore, he was, a swore he was a local guy. You would have swore he was a local guy.
1: And for somebody like that to show me, you know, that they're loyal to the soil based on the resources that, you know, are around him, the support system that's around him, who's been through hell and back in regards to his injuries. And he's been in multiple programs and he's able to kind of embrace our culture like that, that, that resonates locally for sure. It better resonate locally for sure, mm-hmm. but nationally is what we've, you know, aspired for. And I think that's the,
0: the big one there. Well, and that's a great point. Hood, And it's something that we talked about, uh, I think a year or so back. And I don't remember whether it was in an episode or in a pre-show or in the, you know, the GCs or whatever, where it was like, in terms of the local guys that like, Oh, you know, I can go somewhere else and have the same kind of support, like your family and your friends are still going to support you. But the minute you go and put a different, you know, team's logo on your head and, or a a different state's name on your shirt, anybody that comes and represents this university and the, and a team that plays here gets skipped to the head of the line. Period. Like they're going to jump you in the exactly. line
3: exactly. Mm-hmm.
1: And there's and there's zero disrespect there. There's zero, um, you know, acknowledgement of your personal perseverance, your hustle. You know, um, even your talents. I can we can acknowledge from afar that you know you're you're a very talented player. Um, but in regards to just community reception, it's, it's going to be very different. Just depending
0: on how you embrace, you know, local fans and things. If you're a Husky fan, you're gonna put mm-hmm. guys that put on the purple and gold, regardless of where they're from, ahead of. Hey, he was a Seattle high school player that went to yep. wherever, and to and, and then there's another level of it if you go. And to be honest, you know, like that others. If a if a kid decided,
1: you know, a, a local kid from Washington that was a, you know, a high profile recruit, um, if that kid decided to go to uh, Wazoo, like I wouldn't feel any type of way. You know what I mean? Because that's that's a, no. that's a similar element of quote unquote putting on and things like that. You know, it's just kind of the going somewhere else to think that you're gonna put eyes on the state is kind of interesting. But
0: yeah. Yep. Yeah. I And and anything else? Uh, I mean certainly obviously I think you know in terms of the questions that we have in terms of what the roster looks like next year, I think obviously the big questions or the two biggest questions in terms of, are they, are they going to the league or are they coming back? Are, are certainly Roman Braylon um, as regards, certainly Mike coming back. I, I <laughs> that can do nothing but help you in terms of making the case to, uh, to
2: have Rome come back
0: for one more season.
2: Yeah, hundred percent. i I think that outside of Roman Braylon, you're really not looking at too many guys in terms of potential transfer, or I mean to the league out. Really the only one left would be Troy. I think Troy comes back uh, for another year with Mike. I don't see him leaving, but I mean it sounds like we're just waiting on a grade for him and and for Braylon. Yeah, I don't think we're at at too much risk of losing anybody else league-wise, uh, I don't think Jalen is, is ready uh, to go to the league. Uh, as far as transferring out, maybe we see a few more guys. But honestly, at this point, like I'm more surprised that we haven't seen more names from UW enter mm-hmm. that portal. Uh, we've only had two so far. And, and leading up to the December 5th opening of the portal, we kept hearing... 510 plus and we could very well still get to 510 plus they have until January 18th to get their name in the portal um, for this window I think there's another window that opens up in May after spring ball but for now like we were expecting potentially double digit portal entries and we've only seen two so um, I don't know how much more roster turnover portal wise we're gonna see Hopefully not too much. I mean, there aren't many guys on, on the roster that I don't want on the roster, you know. Um, but it just, it's surprising to see. I that. mean, I
0: think it speaks to the, the you know, I, I think before we talk about all the, the, the craziness with the portal, I mean, I think it speaks to the culture that's been established in a very short uh, amount of time um, by this coaching staff. And um, I, I think, you know, obviously we're going to see much less the wait your turn that you know used to be the case in college football that's just not going to happen anywhere near as much as anymore um but particularly on the offensive side of the ball where there's an easy progression and say like you know if you're a receiver um you've got to look at kind of the grasses you know is the grass really greener somewhere else Uh kind of conversation if you know if Rome is to leave somebody is going to have to take you know the those 70, you know, those 70 balls that he caught this year are going to go somewhere. And whether that's somebody coming from, from outside the program or whether that's somebody continuing to develop. I mean, certainly I think the primary candidate if Rome does choose to go to the league. Um, I think we're, we're very much in a position where we're going, where we could have 2000 yard receivers again next year and it's Jalen and
3: Jalen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, exactly. Um, I mean, I just think there's a, the fact that we haven't seen a lot of guys put their name in, but you know, before this bowl game, I think is huge. Um, but like JCap said, that could change afterwards. Maybe they're just, you know, holding on until the bowl game out at, of at respect for Coach Javour, And then maybe they put their name out there. But then you got to think about how many guys really have the film that w- we think would transfer and mm-hmm. what schools would want that person to. Like the grass isn't always greener. You know there's a lot of there's a big percentage of guys who enter the portal they end up not getting picked up by a team they want to go to end up in a junior college just trying to restart the process again and their their football clock had already started so you got to weigh a lot of different things you know what are coaches telling you um are you willing to you know go down a level in football you know to get the playing time you're looking for are you just going to stay on this team and try to outwork the man in front of you, you know, push your teammate and kind of stay, you know, while this, while this wave is kind of going. Um, so, yeah, I don't think we see a lot more. I mean, maybe you see some guys that, some, you know, guys that maybe are redshirted, um, try and find another opportunity potentially down the line. But I just think this team is really tight. And um, aside from a QB, potentially leaving, I think we're going to kind of see guys as is.
0: Yeah. I mean, and I also think that that's certainly a circumstance where the kid, you know, where the caliber of education offered by the University of Washington is Mm. an absolute heavy, heavy weight in our favor.
1: Yeah, I think one thing, too, is that, you know, we're talking about a lot of student athlete decisions being made. And I think one thing that has to come to the forefront is, you know, sometimes, you know, kids just aren't going to cut it at a specific level. And it's not that it's not the Pac-12 level. It's a 10 and 2 Pac-12 team. It's a um, NY6 caliber team. It's a CFP caliber team, caliber quarterback. So we want those types of things on our roster. We don't want situations to happen where, you know, we're so depleted at one position we lose to Montana. We're so depleted at one position that we lose to Arizona State. So I think specifically, like, we're going to have to all kind of grow comfortable. You know, we're seeing it at TTDS right now where. You know, kids that are high-quality high school athletes with great futures. You know, you look at somebody like Trey Benson, who was damn near an NFL prospect this year. Um, It had to be essentially processed out of a situation. And I think that we have to grow real, real real comfortable with that. Things, you know, like obviously that we're seeing at Colorado and um, things that we're probably going to see amongst our team as well. You know, because we have to gain the depth to be able to uh, – Compete with USC, who's going to grow significantly through the portal, and they've
0: shown success with that, amongst, as well as Oregon. As long as um, Alex Grinch keeps running their defense, I'm, I'm not <laughs> super... Like, yeah, I'm going well, a, to a sweat I'll our defense. Too. Make sure that I, I want to see us take some steps to stop their offense. Um, but if Alex Grinch is still in charge of their defense, <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to worry about our uh, ability
3: to put points on them. I agree. <laughs> I'm he might not... still Christmas, but he ain't still in the field. <laughs> I mean, it's like everybody's like, "Oh, he, he
0: just you know, it's like and it's the argument that Oregon fans they just need that you know that they just need their guys." I'm like, you're telling me that Alex Grinch across USC and Oklahoma hasn't had guys that should be able to equate to a top caliber defense? Come on, or mm-hmm. or at least a, be able to show up against a good mm-hmm. team. And it's like would you put. <laughs> In regards to, in regards to, I didn't even
1: reference it, but in regards to, you know, us having more guys portal out, I think that definitely will happen. I think to kind of what the darker Knight was saying was, um, you know, a lot of these guys don't have film. And I think an opportunity where you may be missing, you know, your top two, three, four weapons at Texas going into this game, you can kind of showcase some of the guys that potentially are interested to be portaling out. You can essentially shop them to other programs, whether on the same level or slightly lower, um, you know, to give them better situations. So, I think that's something that you can see in the in in the bowl game as well, and maybe part of yeah, after it. the portal game after the
0: yeah it, it depends. I mean, it depends on the circumstance. I, I think certainly, I think that's the case if, if we're blowing Texas. Yeah, we blow I was about Texas, to say the same thing. It,
2: but it depends I, on the circumstance. I don't think game.
0: you're going to see a bunch of depth in this game. Early, where where Rome and Jalen are, 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 or you know that Mike Pennick sits down, because I I think it's it's the like if with particularly with the fact that we're playing Texas, um, the opportunity that this bowl game presents for us on a national stage to finish off at what what could be an eleven win season with a big win over a nationally recognized program that generates more that generates more revenue than any program in the country. The statement that can be made with this. Game. Yeah, apologies. On, um yes. I'm not
1: disrespecting Texas at all. I just don't. I didn't. And I, I didn't that, think, that, uh, I didn't I, think uh, you were. Uh, that. Oh no, worries. I just don't think that you know, without Bijan or without Roshan, and potentially without Worthy, even if Worthy plays, like I, I just, I just don't, I just yep. don't see the the opportunity for Texas to really hang in, you know, past the second um, quarter. So, I guess I'm, I'm coming from that mindset, is I think they're really gonna. I think I love that mindset. For sure. <laughs> I think we're really mm-hmm. going to showcase a lot yeah. of guys potentially for sure. Yeah, especially in the defensive an interesting team, room, for sure. especially in the DB room for sure. I think a lot of guys are going to get out there to showcase kind of what they can do going into next year and things like that. So,
0: well, because I mean, there's a lot of opportunity in that room just for people to like for guys staying in the program about who who are going to be our yeah, guys yeah. there yep, next exactly. year. I mean, I think that that's certainly as we kind of, it's a good segue into the topic about the portal. I, you know, we can kind of talk about what positions we probably expect. Maybe some of our portal efforts will lean into based on graduation attrition. Yeah. I mean, what it takes, what separates us from being a championship from it, from a true, you know, CFB, CFP caliber team. Um mm-hmm. I, I mean, we're going to we lose. Need... We're going to lose Alex Cook to graduation. Yeah, Jordan Perriman, I don't believe has a year left. Um, there really is, you know, certainly Jeremiah we've seen Marvel. a lot of that. Well, I was talking about the secondary. Oh, oh, yeah, 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 So, um, so certainly there. Um, I think J-Cap, To your point, I think, um, I think. I think Jeremiah could come back, but I think he's put enough tape on the field this year mm-hmm. that he could. I think he'll go. That, he, sure. that he'll that he go, plus Braylon. Um, I think there's certainly an opportunity where, we, where we're going to be, we could be looking for pass rush.
2: Um, I mean, we are. I mean, if you look at some you of You could programs, never have enough. Yeah. I mean, that was one of the things that. On some of these recruiting sites, um, just of some of the guys that we're already looking at. I mean, uh <clears throat> It seems like from the initial portal entries and initial portal offers, uh, it feels like we're focusing on primarily defense and uh, tight end. I've seen a few tight end uh, portal offers go out. We have a uh, portal tight end coming in on an official visit this weekend. Um, but we just did an in-home visit with, some, with a portal mm-hmm. defensive lineman over this past week. Uh, so, yeah, it looks like we're focusing on primarily defense. Um, I can't remember his name, uh, the defensive back from Tulsa, uh, and then the defensive back. Uh, last um, name Ray, Kadarian Ray. Ray, yeah. Ray, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Um, Kadarian Ray, Ray, Gavin Holmes and from Bandy. Matt, yeah. Uh, Wake, wait, wait. I think it's Wake, right? Either way, Gavin Holmes. Whatever it is. Uh, Gavin Holmes. It's a team Gavin that wears black and gold Ray. in the South. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so those those two and then um, more from Arizona State on the defensive line. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's uh, a lot of, of defense and, and tight end that I've seen so far, at least uh, from offers and from guys that are getting or they're mentioning UW and their, their portal exit interviews of sorts uh, with some of these recruiting sites. So it looks like we're getting a lot of, of defensive backfield, defensive line, um, and then tight end on offense. And then from some of the UW insider folks, sounds like we're we're pushing after uh, Cephas from Kent State
3: at wide receiver mm-hmm. as well. Yeah, he was definitely impressive when he played. Yeah. Um, Walker's no, also defensively.
2: Too. Yeah.
3: There's, yeah, like, yeah. there's. I love the guys we have. You know, anybody that puts on the purple and gold, we're gonna we're gonna root for him. But we need a lot of talent on right. the back end. It's not about guys that can develop, may develop. Like we need guys that are able to step in, especially with this window we have right now. Yeah. Um, offensively, offensively, you know, you have a CFP type offense. Defensively, you can't have. Well, if he takes this next step, we got to have a guy that comes in that. Right now, we don't have an alpha, basically what I'm trying to say. We need an alpha, all levels. Um, That's what we're missing right now. We don't have a guy that does anything exceptionally well. We have kind of a lot of jack-of-all-trades, master-of-none type guys. Um, they try hard, and they're they're slowly getting there. You know, They need the experience as well, but you definitely need a guy who's going to come in that has adequate experience. That's why I like the guys that we're targeting now. It's kind of guys that have been through the fire that can kind of lead by example. Um, We tried that this year and we know that that didn't quite work out so well on the back end. So (laughs) without naming any names. So um, I'm hoping that, you know, through the portal, we get some dogs literally uh, come in here and uh, help transform that room and kind of bring back the talent and the expectation that, you know, Husky nation is known, known to produce.
2: Yeah. And that's another thing that uh, kind of, Combined the last two couple things that we talked about, uh, Mike coming back opens that CFP potential in 2023. And we're a few defensive pieces away from being a mm. college football playoff team this year already. Uh, so next, going into next year with the offense that we have, we're a few defensive pieces away. And I'm sure Courtney Morgan and Kalen DeBoer and Chuck Morrell and the manager mm-hmm. are selling that. That's uh, a selling point right there. We've got a couple holes on the defensive level to potentially get us into New Year Six college football playoff level uh, in 2023.
1: And and you guys mentioned you know the specific players, um, and then obviously the the biggest you know room that needs to kind of take a leap is you know DB and stuff like that. But um, I also um, want to point to guys looking for NFL film. And NFL reps. And if you think about how practice is going to go at the University of Washington, you know, as a defensive back, all the reps that you're going to get with all these targets and things like that, you get to put a lot of the drilling to work, you know, not not and not just on Saturdays, you know, so iron sharpens iron. Exactly. And and we see how explosive this offense is, you know, um, versus other teams. Can you imagine what they're doing during practice, you know, so I think yep. any DB that decides to make that uh, decision to come here, any high-level DB is going to be facing high-level wide receivers and a high-level system, and it can only allow them to grow. So that's more, I guess, incentivization for some of these DBs that we're
0: looking out for. Looking and honestly, for. like, if you look at our schedule next year, any DB that comes here or any DB that's in our on our team next year is going to be facing the, the times that they will face comparable talent uh, Standing across from them as what they see in practice every day will be when we play USC. Arguably, when we play Michigan State, uh, uh, um, that's about uh, it. Well, the the thing is a gas shortage in the I mean, and I would give Oregon credit; they made a they made a good offensive coordinator hire.
2: But again, they've got a pretty big, uh, big fish out there on an official visit right now in the offensive transfer portal. So
1: one, one thing also too, just on a side note a little, looking at them or look or
3: leaving
2: them. <laughs> no, looking at them on an official visit right now in Oregon. One thing on a weird Trayshawn, Holden from uh Alabama. From Alabama yeah, the Alabama, Alabama yeah. receiver. They're gonna need it,
0: you know. But, again, Oregon is where wide receiver talent goes to not get drafted. Even if it does get drafted.
1: That's
2: true. true. Shout out to Mad Rashad in the last first round. 1972.
1: That's nuts. One thing we're also seeing, too, just, you know, not specifically to uh, to the University of Washington, but – um, we're starting to see offensive linemen enter the portal, you know, at rates we've
2: never seen before. Mm-hmm. Offensive linemen tend to That's the craziest thing to me, They tend to stick
1: it out. They tend to stick it out in a singular program that has high pedigree and just oh, you know, since there's so much wear and tear in offensive linemen, you would think that you'd only want to play one or two years at a good program and go to the next level, but some of these kids are transferring out after freshman year and they're like, alright, well, I'm trying to ball out Richer freshman year, sophomore year um, same level or lesser than or higher level, you know, so that's pretty crazy. Um, and then to just, uh, we talked about it pre-pod, just to some of these other guys who, um, you know, we have to, we can't be super harsh on a lot of these kids entering the transfer portal. I think of somebody like Dorian Singer, Singer who at Arizona, who was a former walk-on. Oh, that was like crazy. you know, former walk-on and decides to have a thousand-yard season and a you know, high-octane offense. And now he can shop himself and have some of the luxuries that these four or five-star kids have had at big programs and yep. things like that. So market himself, et cetera. So, oh, yeah. Hopefully, we get some some of these big big names looking to reinvent themselves and things like that too.
0: Mm-hmm. So, or, or you know, and then I think yeah, we were talking about this a little bit last week. It's like you have to think that this offense is going to be very attractive mm-hmm. to any, you know, like you are going to see some guys that you know maybe on the on the earlier side of that that have a have a couple of years before they can go to the league that are going to want to come here, and maybe learn, you know. Mm-hmm practice with Mike and learn from Rome and Jalen and Jalen. And then you're also going to have guys as protect, you know, if, if Rome decides to leave, this is going to be very attractive option for, for any receivers in the portal. Even if he doesn't for the one and done's. Yeah. Yeah. Even if he doesn't, but, um, there are what, you know, to it, our buddy, Big Game Boomer, about the, the best, you know, the receivers with 1,000, you know, the schools that had 1,000-yard and you know, it was one of, what, three schools in the country that had and two of them bangs. Mm-hmm. Also, two, And Jalen was over 600. And also, to a huge element
1: as well is, you know, when we were thinking portal previously, it was, you know, um, who had ties with the recruiters, you know, who had ties before, who did we miss around miss on the first round and want to go after the second round and who do we have relationships yep. with at this point? They, they, it's not about any pre-existing relationship they had. This is a national portal. 30, it helps. And that is something that we've not experienced, you know? So that's super cool to see. It doesn't matter if you've had previous ties or not, they're going to go after you and recruit you if they think that they're your, if you're their yep. guy. So I think that's super cool and refreshing to see as well. It's not this who's in my yeah. circle of understanding and trust. Nah, it's, who's the best player available.
0: Yep. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and I certainly also think like one of the other spots that I think we're going to look and we're going to see probably at least one guy come in. This isn't a knock on anybody in that room or returning to that room next year. But I think certainly with Wayne leaving, that's one spot. um, You could very well see additional attrition in that room. Yep. Um, I think that room is a little light anyway. With Caleb Barry leaving already this year, with Emeka leaving already, Megwa leaving already this year, um, and you know, uh, pardon me if I don't trust my glitches judgment on somebody's toughness, but you know, I, I, uh, Let's go. <laughs> uh, who,
2: who,
0: and I will say, uh, you know, shout out to Husky Twitter. Um, more interactions on his UW offer than any other uh, transfer offer that he announced uh, via his Twitter feed. So keep it up. Um, and that element is certainly something we're going to see, I think a little more of next year. Regardless, um, I think we're going to see even more out of the backfield just t- to continue to diversify and and really Man, spend, nice play superstar matchup superstar football. Right there. And we also
1: got to realize too, that it's only four days since the fifth, you know, so This is a long process. I think this window's open 45 days. And then, you know, one of the the signs of good recruiters and, you know, good roster developers is to make sure that you don't kind of, I would say, like, reach too early. You know, you you don't want to put all your eggs in a basket in the first week or so. And then, boom, a player who's actually going to be more interested in you, who you like a little bit better for your system, pops up and it's, damn, you're full at a spot you know, so that's a thing that they're going to have to balance as well. So this is a 45 day process. And then also just, you know, you gotta, I think one thing I mentioned pre-show as well is I think there's a great relationship um, amongst the players and the coaching staff. So guys who are already looking elsewhere or um, who are being processed, they're getting help from their resources to be able to move on um, and things like that. So I think that, um, you know, our, our, um, you know, player personnel um, staff is going to be well aware of who's leaving and who's interested in leaving and those things to be able to fill the right holes just based on the relationships. It seems like in that locker room. Mm
2: -hmm.
0: Yeah, I I think it's going to be a very interesting next month and a half for sure across the what happens on the field on the 29th Across the portal activity The conclusion of the The 2023 recruiting cycle The um The Early 2024 class day. going crazy Time frame is not Far
1: away They went and visited um, my favorite defensive player In this whole class Leroy Bryant Shelly hey. That man is a superstar In my
0: opinion Yep I would love that. I it, it, honestly like, and, and we'll we'll do a, a full class recap, uh, at the conclusion of you know signing day, and we we'll, we might have to do two and do like, hey, this is what the transfer class looks like. This is what our our, our high school class looks like. But um, right now, if you had to say, what's your favorite incoming position group? Of this high school recruiting class, it's defensive backs, and it's not particularly oh, yeah. really close. And, and that's no disrespect to the other guy. Yeah, like, absolutely, that's that's not any disrespect. I like. I'm I'm a big Tybo fan. Uh, if we keep keep keen keen holes in the boat,
2: that's but, right now though. I mean, we'll see what it ends up being before early signing day and and February signing day. I, mean, I also saw, some fish out there. I also hopped in a uh, in a spaces with you
1: know, a bunch of different, uh, you know, high school coaches and things like that. One being, um, you know, uh, was it uh, Terry Bullock uh, of St. John Bosco? Mm -hmm. And just how he raved about um, Devin Bryant was was crazy. You know what I mean? He has a lot of D1 players on his team. And he went out of his way to kind of speak about, you know, Devin Bryant and the dog he is and his football IQ, you know, and pointed to his uh, academic, you know, prowess to, kind of illustrate the type of player he is on the field um so that's a dog too and just coupling that with jordan whitney i think for sure um you look at uh, db and linebacker as two positions in our 2023 mm-hmm. recruiting class that are definitely going to be ready to make at least special teams impacts early
0: on so well and and i and i have i mean i and we're and we're sitting here talking about this and we're not even talking about Alendius Davis and Anthony, Anthony James, James and like this Sheesh. defensive class is
2: serious. Christ. Speaking of Anthony um, James, his uh in home visit photo. Can can somebody talk to Eric Schmidt and Chuck Morell about how to throw up a dubs, please? Somebody? <laughs> Hey man, so they, was, they was in how many homes
1: in a couple of minutes and days? No, no, no. It no, no, was no, 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 through
2: no. clothes together. Oh, sure. Like yes,
1: but it's <laughs> not hard it's carpal to wear my chain. <laughs> <they> got carpal got <laughs> Carpal for throwing it up so much. <laughs> hey, come on, Wes, Wes.
2: <clears throat> no, but uh yeah, we got we got some guys out there um uh, still looking at us. Um In particular, we got a wide receiver that's supposed to commit here in the next uh, about a week from today, actually, um, that we should see. Hopefully, Mm -hmm. if uh, crystal balls and on three uh, recruiting projections are are to be believed, we should be getting another wide receiver commit. Um,
0: Dare I make a play out words on his last name and say that he he could uh, make a non-traditional sound for the Huskies and actually roar? For that.
3: For
2: that. <laughs> no, yeah, but we 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 got Katy that. Perry reference. <laughs> He's out there, and it sounds like we might be in on on a few more guys at some other other positions. So, um, yep. I'm sure we'll do a, a early signing day recap. We got that before oh, the absolutely. Uh, before the the Alamo Bowl. So also a, a also recruiting
0: probably do a, a a combo episode there and do a, a early signing day recap and Alamo Bowl preview. Also before yeah. we close for sure,
1: uh shout out to Caleb Presley uh for his official visit. You know, it looked like he had a blast being hosted. Um looks like UW's definitely, you know, pushing hard for for the for the Rainier Beach product, so hopefully we can come out with that. Um, you know what I'm saying? There needs to be obviously EJ with some momentum, but if we can kind of get some momentum in regards to um, FSP as well as, you know, just Washington State local recruits, that would be super awesome. You know, hopefully it starts a wave. These guys are all going to probably compete with each other in the off season this year. So if all of them were repping UW, you know, while they were on this rampage throughout the offseason, that would be super dope just to, you know, get yep. marketing as well. So. Yep.
0: Yeah all right I, I think that about does it i think we can kind of talk uh let's talk about the coaching movement in the conference not to to slight coach prime or or, or uh <laughs> asu's new head coach coach Dilly, but uh let's talk about kind of the the the, the conference landscape uh, at a future date once uh, stanford's uh opening has been filled and we can kind of see how that changes the landscape and perspective um any other final closing thoughts from any of you gentlemen
3: Oh, just looking forward to uh, what looks like an exciting Al- Alamo Bowl. It's a good Texas opponent. We know they're going to have some really good talent on that end. So just curious how this these extra weeks of preparation kind of help our guys. Um, hopefully we can get some young guys, a lot of practice time, kind of um, kickstart next year. But, you know, we still got unfinished business. So definitely going to be tuning in on the 29th to see uh, – that purple mob down in San Antonio. We need to get that Jalen McMillan win. 11. Oh, yeah.
2: <laughs> Shout out to Patala, too.
0: Uh, yep, sorry. Alfonso,
1: my apologies.
2: <laughs>
0: Stranger Things. Have it's happened. late. What, then me completely having a brain fart moment? Nah. Yeah, was, that's
2: nah, not it was, strange that at all. That was an 11 joke. No, it's 11. 11. Yeah, yeah.
3: Uh, <laughs> uh, Grab my again it's late. All right,
0: thanks for listening, Go Dogs. We'll be back next week to talk Alamo Bowl, to talk signing day recap. Uh, we'll talk Husky hoops. We sadly lost a Mark Fuck Off DUI uh, ah. and Zaga tonight. Uh, Apple Cup for oh, women's subscribe. basketball is on Sunday. Uh, show up, show out. Uh, go Dogs. Go Dogs. Go dogs. dogs.